0: Hey everybody, and welcome back to Silhouette Zero Interlude Series. I am your host and GM, Chris Ng, but the player, the brother Matt, is not here. We have a special guest. Uh, please welcome to the show, Alex Vargas. Hey, Alex. Hey. So, um, Alex is my partner in a new show that I'm doing called uh, No Dignity. It's a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, we just talk about it. It's a discussion show. Um, and so, instead of just sticking an ad for you guys to go listen to that show in the front of a normal episode, I thought it would be fun to have Alex on this show to play a little uh, of the Genesis RPG system, which you have not played before, correct? I have not. Um, but you have played some other role-playing games. I have GM'd for you several times.
1: That is true. Uh, I don't claim to be good at role-playing games, but I know how they work. Okay. <laughs>
0: So, um, bear with us as he kind of gets the system under uh, wraps. So there's going to be a couple things odd about this episode. First, uh, this is going to take place in the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure universe. Um, if you've never seen it or heard of it, that's okay. Uh, we'll try to explain the, the major points as we go along. But if you're like, oh, I don't want to listen to something that I've never heard about. Uh, the only other reason you may not want to just turn this podcast off right now is that i have hacked the genesis system in a very peculiar way i have combined it with the fate accelerated um great now i can't remember what they're called uh (laughs) what's it called Fate accelerated (laughs) approaches that's what they're called the fate accelerated approaches system so if you're uh You know, interested in the way that I like to tinker around with this system and you want to check out how this works out, uh, this should be interesting. I haven't tested this before, so this may go terrible or it may go awesome. Are you ready? I am ready. So uh, first thing we need to do is get you familiar with how this system works. So um, if you look at the Dice app, you will see there are three dice going from the left, green, yellow, and blue. Those are positive dice. You like those. Those give you good things. I like them already. Green is like your basic ability. Yellow means you're particularly good at it. And blue are situational boost die uh, that you get if I think that you are in a situation where you get an advantage to that situation. So, for example, you want to push a guy over a railing and that railing is like right at knee height. You could get a blue to that because it's like specifically good for uh doing that you can get multiple mm-hmm. blues if you can argue with me that you deserve them make sense okay mm-hmm.
1: So i think i'm understanding okay. that
0: part <clears throat> so after that you'll see three more dice to the right you've got a purple a red and a black these are bad dice very bad mm-hmm. um purple is standard difficulty red means something extra difficult and black means something um situational that in this situation would make it harder to do that thing uh how the, the system works and you won't have to really worry about this because the roller will do most of the work is um you roll a combination of positive and negative dice at the same time and then the symbols on each of the dice cancel each other out so uh there's a success which means you get to do the thing you wanted to do an advantage which means you get a bonus advantage to the situation Uh, there's a failure, which means you don't get to do the thing. And then a threat, which means that, um, you have some sort of negative aspect of a thing you were trying to do. Uh, it is possible for those things to exist at the same time. So you can get a success with threats, meaning you got the thing you wanted, but there's a price to pay. You can get a failure with advantages, meaning you didn't do the thing, but there are some positive things going in your favor. Make sense so far? Makes sense. Um, there are also two very special symbols, um, on the yellow and the red. The yellow has something called a triumph, which is like ultra super success. It's kind of similar to rolling a nat 20. Um, and then the red has a despair, which is, uh, kind of similar to rolling a nat one, which is like something terrible, awful happens to you. Um, (laughs) triumph usually happens to me. triumphs and despairs do not cancel each other out so it is possible to get a roll result with a triumph and a despair at the same time okay cool so far
1: cool so far okay
0: you it's weird at first it seems like a lot and then once you do a few rolls you'll get the hang of it um and then i'm sure i'll get used to it at the top you'll see there are six tokens um there are three black three white these are destiny tokens And basically, you can flip one over whenever you want something amazing to be or convenient to happen in your situation. So you're like, I want there to be a taxi right outside the door. You would click it, and it would flip from white to black. See that? Yeah. Now, the black ones are um, used by the GM. So if I want something negative to happen to you, I click it, and it goes from black to white. So it's like a resource exchange management. You can do awesome things but I get to do evil things to you with back and reverse. If I do evil things to you, you'll have more opportunities to do more awesome things to me. Uh, Most common mistake I see with new players is they don't use their destiny pool enough. So feel free to use it as much as you want.
1: Okay. Trust me. I'm thinking about all the little situational uses right now. Uh, All the little deus ex (laughs) mods.
0: Yeah, exactly. That is exactly what it's for. Um, The other thing you can do is at any time, if you want to upgrade a green to a yellow, um, and you know, improve your chances. You can always flip one of those white ones to a black to give yourself a better role.
1: Mm-hmm. I see. I okay, see.
0: so, uh, in Fate Accelerated, which is a completely different game, um, they are not quite as concerned with your abilities so much as how you are doing something, which is they're called approaches. And so, I've put that in the chat. There are six of them careful, clever, flashy, forceful, quick, and sneaky. Thinking about how JoJo's Bizarre Adventure operates, um, when people use their stands, which is like their superpower, there's not really like a lot of stat ability going into it. The stand user, for the most part, knows how to use their stand. Um, The difference is in the application of that stand's ability. Who can use it smarter than the other guy? So that's why I thought the approach method would be more interesting than saying like, oh, well, your stand has this strength stat and this dexterity stat. It's just, no, you can use your stand in whatever way you feel necessary, but you're going to roll based on how you are doing it. So if you're doing a frontal attack, it would be a forceful roll. If you're trying to do something very quickly, you're going to do a quick roll. If you're doing something sneaky, it's a clever roll. Well, actually, there's a sneaky one, but (laughs) you get what I mean? Yeah. So this is more focused on how rather than what. So you're going to make a decision right now based on the character you've already created and we'll we'll meet them in a second. What of those six do you think is the most powerful for your character? Flashy. Okay, so flashy is going to be a four. Okay. Now I want you to pick two more things that you think are like the second best things.
1: All right, well, I definitely think clever is one of them,
0: okay, and then what about what about another one?
1: another one sneaky,
0: okay, so clever and sneaky are gonna be a three,
1: okay in true jojo's fashion, you know you have to be flashy and clever at the same time exactly
0: um now, which of these do you think is the worst one in your in your opinion?
1: I think it would have to be. Probably uh, Forceful.
0: Okay, so your Forceful is going to be a one. Okay. And then, ultimately, uh, the whatever two are left are going to be twos. Okay. So, for those of you familiar with the system, basically, uh, this is replacing the Bake Whip, the Brawn Agility, Intellect, Cunning, Willpower, Presence. Um, And each of those is the standard four dice system, uh, the green dice system. So his four, his flashy is a four. So he's going to start with four green dice for any time he does something flashy and then so on and so forth. Um, The yellows are a little trickier since we don't have actual skills. Um, And basically how I'm going to tackle it is anytime he's using his stand or his superpower, he gets to use a number of yellows. It's going to be one yellow for everything except for his uh, four rating, which he'll get two yellows. And then, um, based on his character archetype, um, which we'll learn about this character in a minute, if it makes sense, he will get a yellow to that. If not, it'll just be a green rating. And none of this makes sense to Alex at all, but (laughs) it makes sense to you guys. It'll all make sense to everybody in a few minutes. So, let's meet your character.
1: Okay, sweet. Um, so within the JoJo's universe, there's this, uh, company called the Speedwagon Foundation. And now as part of the Morio initiative uh, to get more stand users in Morio as to protect the town and or rural areas of Japan, they have sent a select few uh, Speedwagon created stand users there. So my character works for the Speedwagon Foundation and their name is Carlos Bandana. Um, JoJo's is full of music references. So yeah, please prepare. The,
0: the creator, uh, Hirohiko Araki, is basically in love with Western culture. So almost everybody, every character, every stand, or every like super ability is usually named after a musical group or song.
1: Speaking of, my ability, uh, which is my stand, is called Africa. Um, I was considering whether to put Bytoto in there. I think Africa is well <laughs> enough. And my ability is that whatever is underneath the continent I'm currently standing in, um, or standing on, I can basically make it rain out of the sky. So that can be anything buried underground, dirt, rocks, worms, anything. worms, bugs, <laughs> corpses. I can definitely do that. Uh, money, I- iron. Actually, as a young recruit to the Speedwagon Foundation, I was given a stand as part of the Nor- of the Morio Initiative, and. My character hails from Spain. And I use my stand to basically dig up a bunch of valuable, uh, you know, gems and items and everything. And I sell those off. So I'm pretty well off. Mm. Yeah.
0: When the the stuff appears in the sky, how high are we talking?
1: We're talking a good, I want to say, I want to say it appears at least 80 feet up in the air.
0: Ouch. So he's got to, like, be careful, right? He can't just, like... Or can he control how high it comes out?
1: He can. It can only between. It can only be between. Uh, sixty feet is the minimum. Okay. And I, And one hundred twenty feet is the max.
0: Got it. Okay, great. Now, um, for those of you unfamiliar with Judge Was Bizarre Adventure, a stand is the superpower, and it's called that because, um, unlike other forms of fiction, the superpower has its own personification. It is a spiritual thing that floats around or stands behind you, which is why it's called that. Um, And mostly they're humanoid. Some of them are not. Some of them are weird, like insects or electrical sockets or a micro airplane. Uh, But most of them are sort of humanoid and kind of peculiar looking. And then uh, when they attack, the person just sort of Stands there and then the stand swoops around and punches and kicks and does all the action. Um, so what does your stand Africa look like?
1: Okay, so my stand Africa, um, it so when I envisioned the stand, I envisioned kind of a robotic head. Um, I envisioned robotic head, I envisioned like this furry body that follows it, and I envisioned like ostrich almost like ostrich legs. Oof, all right. It has like elephant tusks, Ooh, nice. but if it, it, it does have a trunk, but that's in the back of its head. <laughs> wow! Right? Stands typically don't look uh, very normal. Yeah, some of them um, are pretty
0: freaky looking. And you have you have done well. Iraqi would be you. proud of the stand.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: Okay, uh, I tried. So, without further ado, we begin Carlos's bizarre adventure. <laughs> The year is 2009. Carlos Bantana, you are currently on an airplane from. Mm-hmm. Where do you live? Barcelona? Yeah. Um, to New York City in America. You are, of course, a member of the Speedwagon Foundation, a group founded many, many, many years ago by a man named Robert E.O. Speedwagon, who was an oil tycoon who used his mass fortune. To create an organization to help protect the earth against strange and peculiar threats. <clears throat> Stands are one of those strange and peculiar threats. And after a bizarre summer in Morio, 1999, uh, a good friend of the Speedwagon Foundation, Joseph Joe Starr, initiated something he called the Morio Initiative. The idea is that local individuals who live in cities and towns who have stand abilities would be recruited to protect those towns against other people with stand abilities who might harm or take advantage of the situation. That system worked very well in Morio, and so it was thought that system could work all around the world. Now, the stand users have to protect the rest of the city because there are three very important rules about stands. One only a stand user can see someone else's stand if you are not a stand user they are invisible two only a stand can defeat another stand you cannot take a machine gun and shoot the stand and kill it
1: but apparently you can get a scalpel door okay
0: look don't, don't confuse the listeners <laughs> three um any damage done to a stand is done to the user You punch the stand in the face. The user feels like they got punched in the face. And so, Carlos Bantana, as you are landing, uh, you see a well-dressed gentleman in a chauffeur's outfit holding a single sign with a wagon wheel on it. You follow him to the car, uh, waiting in the front, and you begin your drive through New York. And the gentleman Mm. turns around and says, "Uh, hey, how was your flight?
1: Uh, I've flown better.
0: Hey, look, you know we, the Speedwagon Foundation's got a lot of money, but hey, it doesn't grow on trees. Unless, 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 you know a stand that does that.
1: I'm I could have afforded a better flight than that. I, I assure you.
0: Well, the next time, book your own flight. Jeez. No, I like the free flight. Nah, man. We nah you. Getting a cheap skate over here.
1: <laughs> Uh, what
0: does Carlos look like, by the way?
1: Okay, so I was thinking about this a lot. Carlos has like a very, um, he has a very short turban on. Um, okay. it's, it's red with yellow stripes on it. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, he has that turban on. He has a, um, windbreaker. Uh, that is, he has a very, um, he has like a baby blue windbreaker and light pink on the back. It says Caliente. <laughs> <laughs> okay and uh his pants uh he has very poofy i want to say almost like uh you know toad from mario yeah kind of like those okay right if if you've ever seen the costume
0: yeah like the semi parachute pants situation
1: yeah semi parachute pants situation his shoes uh just a regular pair of nike slides nice (laughs) okay
0: so um he's he's hanging out in the back of the car uh chauffeur turns uh, is still talking as he's driving through the city uh new york is it's you know it's nice it's it's uh probably late afternoon Mm -hmm. heading towards evening uh sun is going down city lights are coming up and he says uh look uh not a lot of time to brief you on the mission we kind of got to get right into it as you might imagine we got a couple of enemy stand users here
1: enemy stand
0: and, uh, there's gonna be, uh, you're gonna work with two other people, one's a really important bigwig person, um, but, uh, I think they're gonna show up later, and then, uh, you got another partner, you're gonna meet him at the, at the, the subway station.
1: Subway? I'm not hungry for sandwiches, actually. No,
0: no, you, the real subway, which, for what the sandwiches are named after.
1: The, mer- the submarine?
0: Oh, they, na- they're named after the, sub. uh. Wait, what, what country are you from? Spain. Hey, they ain't got no trains in Spain?
1: They got trains, not stupid ones. And
0: they got the trains in Spain go gently on the plane?
1: Take me... I, I didn't... Let's jump off that topic. Like, I want to jump out of this car. Okay, listen. Um,
0: all you gotta do is find locate your friend, your partner for the mission, and then all you gotta do is locate the other stand users. Don't engage them. Just locate them. Wait for your backup. And then everything will be fine. You got it. How will I know they're my partner? Here, I got your folder. Uh, it's not a very good folder. It's got a picture of a guy um, who seems to be of uh, like Jamaican descent. He's kind of got a the sort of the Rastafarian head cap thing over. Um, what do you call it, like the dreadlocks? Mm-hmm. It just says uh, stand user. His name is Bellafonte, uh, named after Harry <laughs> Belafonte. Um, and his stand name is Coconut. (laughs) That's all you got. (laughs) And the other one? Um, that's the only one I got. Sorry, this is the guy you're going to meet at the the, the subway, alright?
1: Stupid Americans.
0: He stops the car, there's a subway station ahead of you.
1: Alright, get out. Make sure to slam the door on my way out. What, no tip? You work for a multi-billion dollar organization.
0: I can still use a tip.
1: (sighs) I want to make a... I want to have a, a diamond fall out of the sky. Okay, so, awesome. First
0: roll. Question here is, what of those six aspects do you think you're doing? Flashy, clever? Uh, flashy. Definitely flashy. So, you're going to do, uh, and every time you use your stand, which you are, you're going to use mm-hmm. two yellow dice and two green dice for flashy.
1: Okay, I got those set.
0: And so this is an easy thing to do. So I'm going to put, um, it's going to be one purple. But I am going Uh, to give you one black because I don't know how many diamonds are just sitting under the streets of New York.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I add one purple and black?
0: Yeah, so you add a purple and a black, so you should have two yellow, two green, a purple and a black. And unless you want to do anything with the destiny pool, you are going to then hit roll. Okay. Okay, so you see the little explosion? Yes. That is a success. And then the cool. three little um, reefs are advantages. So you got a success and three advantages. So you not only create a diamond, but also something awesome happens or three small, awesome things happen. Or uh,
1: so what do you think also happens? All right, cool. So uh, not only do I get the diamond, I get a never released uh, Biggie Smalls album. <laughs> it was just like, under, the, under the sewer somewhere. It was in, it was in a secret uh, lab. Underneath the ground. Okay. Um I get that. <laughs> um I get uh I want to say at the very least like 10 bucks. Awesome. Uh and uh a mummified rat.
0: Okay, so those three things appear from the sky. Uh what do you give what do you give to him?
1: Um I give him the um the diamond and the mummified rat. <laughs>
0: ah, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how to f- I have mixed emotions about this. <laughs>
1: Come on, it's a diet. You wanted a tip, didn't you? All
0: right, all right. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Come again. He drives off.
1: <laughs> the Smalls album's worth more.
0: <laughs> all right, so you head down in the subway, and mm-hmm. you can see your, your guy, Belafonte, is uh,
1: just kind of hanging out there. He's leaning against a pillar. Excuse me? I'm looking for a Belafonte. Uh, hey, man. How you doing? I didn't know we spoke in
0: stereotype. Well, I got to distinguish my voice somehow, Mon.
1: I get it. I get it. No worries. How's the flight? I don't like flying. Oh, why not? They they set me up with uh, a real big guy in the company, Mr. Uh, Joseph or something like that. He flew me once and I'm never getting in a plane with him again.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I try not to leave New York myself. I really like it here.
1: What much is there to like? got rats.
0: Ah, rats, it's got everything. You've got the people and the filth and the glitz and you just, it's all of humanity just smooshed together.
1: All in one little area. I, isn't that called a prison cell?
0: Hey, what, where'd you say you're from? Spain. Was it much better in Spain? Why, why are you going to be so antagonistic to everybody you meet?
1: Because it's just a character trait of mine.
0: Nah, it gives
1: you a hug. <laughs> All right, all right so I guess I, I lightly hug I lightly hug back
0: <laughs> as you were uh, lightly hugging back uh, breathing in all of the amazing smells that he must have um, <laughs> you see something kind of peculiar happening on the uh, subway platform behind you there's no train there currently um, but the telltale s- uh, sounds of the ee- um, are coming up you know there's a train gonna be here soon. And there's a woman who's, like, walking towards the edge of the platform, uh, and she's looking more and more panicked as she gets closer and closer to the edge. And she's kind of, like, mm-hmm. like clawing at herself and, like, pounding at her legs, and she doesn't really understand, and she suddenly yells, I-, I can't stop! I can't stop moving! What's
1: going on? All right, so we're in a subway. We're underground, right? Yeah. All right, I want to use my stand to get her above ground.
0: Oof. Okay, buddy. Um so to me that seems forceful like you're using the raw power of your stand to make this happen mm-hmm. so you're gonna roll one yellow dice um all and right i think it's got to be two purple and a red okay so the odds are very very stacked against you all right
1: Ooh. Oof.
0: yeah that is two failures and a threat <laughs> uh so your stand appears what's the range of your stand
1: um my stand's range it's the standard. Uh, I want to say two meters. Okay. It it so is yeah, a punchy ghost. So yeah, certain stands
0: can can go further away from the user than others, and, and the basic rule of thumb, listeners, is that the further it can go, the smaller, the physically smaller it has to be. The one stand that had basically like unlimited range was small enough to go through your ear canal. So, <laughs> um, okay. So you you your stand appears. You try to, you know. I guess in standard fashion, a lot of times when these stands use their powers, they punch the thing. Yeah. So he flies over, and you're like, you try to punch her. uh, I guess out of underground and back up to up to the surface. Um, But before you can do that, you feel a hand close around your shoulder, and and a gentle whisper saying, "I wouldn't do that if I were you." Uh, Enemy stand what enemy stand user where <laughs> bella Fonda is like spinning around in a circle being like a useless idiot uh standing next to you blending in because stand users like to blend in is a is a man with a, a neon green mohawk a <laughs> uh a jean jacket that has been uh the sleeves have been cut off it's got like a punk band um iron on patch on his back oh gosh what's this punk band's name
1: Slipknot. That's his stand. Um
0: Wait, what'd you say? Slipknot. Slipknot? <laughs> yeah. Uh Yeah, okay, it says Slipknot on the back, why not? He's got, um, you know, he's wearing chucks, but they've got, like, those spikes on the edge of them. Mm-hmm. And he's got, like, a wallet with a stupid long chain and skinny jeans that are all <laughs> torn up. He's like a, a wannabe 80s punker walking okay. around in 2009. Um... <laughs> And he's just, like, breathing in your ear, saying, You see, if you'd make another move, my stand's gonna kill her. Uh,
1: Belafonte, I think we got our stand user over here. What? Where, Mon? Uh, The man that's perfectly blending in. I know it's hard to see him. He's got a green mohawk.
0: Turns around and he sees him. Okay, Mon. This is it now. Coconut! (sighs) Uh, And Belafonte's stand appears. It is an average height, but it's kind of got a really round body and stubby arms and a really round head and beady <laughs> eyes. Uh, just think of like a Goron made of coconuts. <laughs> uh, that's what coconut looks like. <laughs> All right. Oh, you brought back up, eh?
1: Let's see. It. Let's see just what you have, huh? Um,
0: and so what appears in front of you is his stand. It is purple. It's got a really thin body. Like, uh, imagine if its body was made out of the neck of a violin. just really long and spindly, and its hair and its fingers have this, like, wire coming out of it, like guitar string. Mm -hmm. And this wire suddenly wraps around you and then ties into a bow. So it's wrapped around, like, your torso. You can still move your arms, so it's not like it's bound you in place. But it's got this bow, and its bow is uh, pointing to your right side. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to go ahead and roll initiative. So, what's your quick rating?
1: My quick rating? That is a
0: uh, two. Okay, so you're going to do two green dice and no negative dice. All right. And then Belafonte's quick rating is also a two. So, can you just click roll again for Belafonte? Yeah. Okay, so Bellafont. Fa- okay, so this system is a little bit more flexible than like D and D. Um, basically, it goes player, enemy, player, um, and it, you can choose to either go yourself or have Belafonte go. Uh, and okay. and how this works is like, you play Mass Effect. I have not. Um, have you played like Fallout?
1: <laughs> I I just got off of play Fallout, Fallout. Okay, actually. there you go.
0: So like you know how in Fallout um you can have like Allies, but you can you can't really control them. You can just sort of order them around. Yeah. So think of it like that. Belafonte is your NPC. He can help you. You can tell me what to do with him, but you can't really like control him outright. Okay. So who do you want to go first? You or Belafonte?
1: I'd like Belafonte to go first.
0: Okay. (laughs) So Belafonte takes two lumbering steps forward and goes, Time to unleash the fury of coconut. Um and he's coconut's fists start flying um now i have a question for you you're young so you probably don't get this do you know the musical references for coconut
1: (laughs) (laughs) i wish i knew okay so you
0: you've probably heard this stupid song because it was on a commercial a couple years back it was put the lime in the coconut and shake it all up you heard that song oh
1: baja boys uh
0: i don't know who who wrote the song but it Baja Men. yeah so it's like it's this coconut song right yeah So, as Coconut lunges forward, uh, and uh, I'm going to have you roll this. He's going to just try to do a forceful attack. His forceful rating is one. So, you're going to do one yellow against uh, two purple, and you get a blue because he's surprising him. Okay. Ooh. Okay, a threat. Perfect. So, uh, Coconut lunges forward and starts going like rapidly punching the air, and uh, a one meter by one meter by one meter cube of lime green jello appears. This is his standability. He creates jello. The jello does something, doesn't it? <laughs> and the threat here is that he kind of misaimed, and now there's just a cube of jello blocking him from getting to you.
1: Bellafante, watch out! Jello, no, man, that's mine. Oh, but what does it do? It's jello.
0: Dang. It's, it's lime. Do you like lime? <laughs> Dang. <laughs>
1: Uh, this so, is who they set me up with, uh.
0: <laughs> It is now uh, the enemy stand user's turn. He walks to your left side, and he um, let's see. I'm gonna do clever here. He's going to do a clever rating against your. What's your clever rating?
1: My clever rating. My clever rating is a three.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna do it's a a yellow and two green against three purple. The three purple represented by your clever rating. Let's see who's smarter. So he fails, but he's gonna get advantages. Okay. Um, he's like, come on, just lean over and punch me. Just do it. He's leaning his face like right out there. He's not, no guard, no stand. He's just like, just do it. All um, right. And you don't do it because you know this is some sort of trap. Yeah. Um, but he gets two advantages. And his two advantages is that the woman, the woman is still walking towards the subway truck. Is your turn.
1: Okay. Uh, all right, I want to try to use my stand on him. To get him out of the subway and uh, out of range.
0: Okay. Um. So, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna use a dark side point, which is what we call it in the Star Wars game, <laughs> because it's light side, dark side. Okay. Um. To flip this, so when you start do this, and you'll still get to make this roll, but when you you try to turn right, like turn to face him. Yeah. But you can't. You start shuffling to your right. Like you can't help it. Oh.
1: This is the kind of stand up dealing with.
0: So, like, every time you try to move, you you go, you just move to the right
1: instead. And this only happens when I try moving?
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, and so he laughs really loudly. And he's like, ha, ha ha you can't beat me because my name is Harry Stylish. And this is my stand. One Direction.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <Ad. laughs> this, is, this is too good. <laughs> Uh what direction? <laughs> Why didn't I come up with something like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I want to try um <coughs> um I want to try yelling at the the woman. Stop moving, please.
0: Okay. Um, can you roll clever for me?
1: Okay, and that is um. I have a three on that, so how many die would that be?
0: Give me three green against two purple.
1: Okay. Ooh.
0: Okay, two successes and a threat. So she stops moving and she realizes, oh, every time I move I'm walking toward the subway. And now that you're under the effect of the stand and your stand is active, you can see she also has uh, a wire wrapped around her and her bow is uh, set in the front of her body. Okay. Uh, It's now back at the top of the initiative order. Belafonte went first last time, but he doesn't have to go first every time. So if you want to go again, you
1: can. Um, I want, hmm, I want Belafonte to try his uh, gelatin again. I need to see what this does. Okay. <clears throat> and, and uh, I want to use a, uh, a destiny token on that one.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you're just gonna click on that thing, uh, and you just want him to do a full-on attack. Yeah. Okay. So what this does is because he has one yellow, he just gets an extra green. And it's gonna be the two purple. Um, so he takes another step forward. His stand punches the cube of jello. That cube of jello vanishes, and he runs forward again. And he goes coconut, uh, and he starts unleashing another flurry of attacks, which just results in two threats. And he creates another cube of jello, uh, but he has missed again. And uh, <laughs> Harry Stylish has moved out of the way. <laughs> yeah come on mate you're bringing dessert what is it Belafonte. like Fote m- melt me or what what's the deal
1: What does the jello even do Belafonte?
0: I told you man it's just jello it's yell it's lime <laughs> that's it
1: we can worry about dessert later
0: <laughs> so um Harry stylish is now a little bit concerned about Belafonte. I mean he hasn't done anything but still like he's got to um he can't just leave him unanswered here. So he's going to try to mm-hmm. trap him using a sneaky roll. Uh, and that's going to be against Belafonte's clever rating. So he's got three purple to that. So it's two yellow, two green against three purple. Oh, and he fails, but gets several advantages. So um, one direction appears again, punches the ground and extends a wire underneath the jello. And is trying to wrap around Belafonte. But Belafonte notices it and leaps to the side. Uh, The three advantages uh, are going to be um, he captures a second uh, hostage with that wire instead. It's an old lady. It is your turn.
1: All right. Uh, I want to try to use my stand on Harry stylish again. I just need to get him out of the subway.
0: Now, remember, every time you try to brute force it like that, um, you're using a forceful roll, which is your worst one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to do the same thing but use your flashy stat, I need you to describe it in a flashier way.
1: All right. So what I want to do is I want to I want to toss the turban off. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's and it's uh, revealing this like um this very uh mullet look that's going on. Okay. Right. This very this very like uh, middle aged Spanish man uh, mullet look. <laughs> right. And I want to say huh. So a real fight began, and then what I'm going to do is that, um, is that I turn, is I try to turn around, right, to show off like the, I like the, the the bomber jacket and say like, things are getting spicy here, right. Um, I got my little pose going on. Um, I have one hand behind my back, the other raised up to the sky in a kind of like a Michael Jackson esque thing, mm-hmm. right. One leg is somewhat lifted up, and then I yell, Africa. And instead, um, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to lift the train tracks out of the uh, subway. Ooh.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Now we're getting it. So, um, for what purpose? Just to get rid of them?
1: I want to make sure there's no trains coming.
0: Okay. So, give me two two yellow, two green, uh, against three purple. Yeah. So, even though every time you made a move, you shuffled a little bit more to the right, uh, your stand appears... <laughs> Starts punching the train tracks and then they are gone out of the subway. Mm-hmm. Presumably now 80 feet above ground, plummeting toward the people on
1: the surface.
0: <laughs> um, Plumbing towards the and, top of,
1: plummeting towards the top of buildings.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and flip a dark side point and say that's causing a lot of destruction up there. Uh, but whatever. You've theoretically have stopped the trains now. Um, it's back to the top of the initiative. What do you want it to happen now?
1: All right. Um, I want Coconut to, um, I want Belafonte and his Coconut to, um, try to encapsulate, uh, Harry Stylish's stand within, uh, Jell-O.
0: Okay, cool. So this seems like a clever move. He's trying to, like, contain him rather than assault him. Um, so that's going to be... Actually, I think it's going to be... I'm going to do this as... I'm going to flip his stats around. I'm going to do clever over stats. Okay. So he uh he does that. It's two yellow and two green against two purple, and he does amazingly well. He's got five successes and two uh advantages. And so while Harry Stylish is kind of blinking at the missing train tracks, Coconut appears and goes, Go, 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 go! And then he's like surrounded in a perfect jello mold. Um, <laughs> and you see him like struggling against it, and the jello kind of bounces around, but he can't
1: get out quite. Yeah. Okay, so is his concentration broken?
0: Um, I think it's probably... Oh, interesting. He can't breathe in
1: Jello. Stands are connected to breath, if we're going by early part three rules. Yeah,
0: but then they were underwater later. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's true. If you want that to be the case, why don't you flip a, a, a light side point for me, and I'll feel better about Just it. Just flipped. Okay, so yeah, he's got, like, Jello in his throat, like, in his going down his windpipe he's like really panicking uh and his concentration falters enough for all three uh wires to disappear the woman and the old lady kind of shuffle off most of the subway has now been completely abandoned except for you three
1: all right so um is it my turn
0: it's actually his turn and he's gonna try to get out using his stand um unfortunately for him his forceful is not great um. Yeah, he's only got one. I'm gonna give this a three difficulty rating. So, yeah, he can't. He can't get out. He's stuck. His stand is just like clawing away at the jello. but uh, you know, he still can't concentrate on his stand, so it keeps like phasing in and out of materialization.
1: Mm-hmm. So I wanna, I wanna. It's Belafonte's turn, right? It's yours. Okay, so I want to slowly walk up to him, all cool, like um, and I want to walk up to him and say. You're in quite the sticky situation now, aren't you?
0: <sighs> huh.
1: Let's see if I can still do this, Africa. And then it's gonna go as it punches. Okay,
0: so you just want to like beat him
1: down? Um. Break yeah, stand rush. Okay.
0: Um. Do. You're forceful, so it's one yellow. He can't really fight back, so there's no difficulty except the black for the jello, because you got a punch of the jello. Okay. Uh, if you want to flip a a green, I'm sorry, not a green. Uh, one of the tokens, you'll get a green. So you have a green and a yellow against one uh, black.
1: I mean, I've gotten the success, haven't Oh, uh,
0: that's an advantage.
1: That's an advantage.
0: But I'll let you re-roll because I wasn't done explaining my thing. So if you want to flip the point, you can have a green and a yellow against the black.
1: All right so let's do this again
0: there you go two successes yeah. and an advantage so yeah uh, what's your stand cry
1: um uh, it's you know that part of the song Africa where it's like I touch the rains down in Africa yeah I'm um, just gonna say rain 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 rain
0: and Harry right? Stylish is uh, Harry Stylish can no longer
1: fight retire <laughs> And he's like crashed into like the tile wall of the subway. Yeah, he's got uh, jello
0: all over the place. All of the jello vanishes in a second when uh Belafonte recalls Coconut.
1: Yeah. I wanna put my arm around Belafonte. and wanna see, I wanna say, you know, this partnership, maybe it's not so bad.
0: Uh, you hear and I'm gonna flip a dark side point. Um you remove the train tracks, but not no point was the train signaled that these train tracks are uh, gone. Oh. So, so now you just have a train heading towards a section where there are no
1: train tracks. Oh. Uh, Belafonte. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, juice and jam. And by jam I mean jello. Use your jello. What? My jello? <laughs> Use the jello. Stop the train. But I need a whole lot of jello. <laughs> Do you need Do you need help Anything I can do? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna do it. Oh boy, come on, Belafonte. big Jello, big Jello. Here we
0: go. All right. Uh, this is gonna be flashy, I guess, because it's pretty flashy. All right. Um, so we're gonna go yellow to green. Oof. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get a blue because you okay. helped you you aided with the idea. Um, and let's see. I think there's got to be one red at least involved. So, a red and a purple. Here we go. Yeah. Ah, three successes and an advantage. So, he runs up and down the subway terminal and just fills the whole thing with lime jello. It smells disgusting. It's just so sweet and tangy. Ugh. And then the train impacts it at full speed. Jello flies everywhere. It's a huge, sticky mess.
1: Um, where were you when the train hit <laughs> I was like on the side where people usually wait for the train to stop okay so you're like behind a pillar the the
0: jello goes past you like on either side you're just kind of reposing and posing they're cool and mm-hmm. uh, you know the train comes to a stop and uh, the day is saved <laughs> the doors open people are getting off trudging through the jello looking really confused <laughs> Belafonte looks uh, pretty tired though he's oh Never had to make that much jello before. Not even that one time at the church
1: cookout. I didn't think it'd be so taxing. Well, you try to make jello. You know, you got a point there. I can't. Well, well Belafonte, I think it's time we go above ground and view our magnificent work.
0: <laughs> so you head back upstairs uh, to the street level. You see these uh, thick iron beams have crashed through uh, like a local bodega. <laughs> Uh, there's a guy standing outside, pissed, he's yelling at it, he's on the phone with his insurance agent. And you both kind of, like, whistle as you walk by, like, do do
1: do do had nothing to do with that. Oh, the Speedwagon Foundation's not gonna be happy with us. They're gonna be happy that we took down an enemy stand user.
0: Okay, well, we gotta go to Central Park, that's where we're gonna meet the last person.
1: All right. Uh, taxi! So you- They say taxi, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, you get another taxi. Let head over to Central Park. Mm-hmm. Central Park is famed in New York City. It's huge. Um, it's a big rectangle thing in the middle of Manhattan. You guys pick one end of it. And you start walking toward the center, not really sure where to go. Um, but as you're getting closer and closer and closer, you notice that the wind is starting to pick up. And it's really dusty, way more dusty than it should be in this area. Hmm. Oh, I should have brought my sunglasses, man.
1: Is it usually this cold here?
0: It's not usually this windy this time of year. And where is all this sand coming from? Sand? In a park? As you approach the center, you see uh, two people um, standing on a, on a big raised platform in front of a statue. One is a man who looks like he's from the 1950s. He's got uh, thick black rimmed glasses. Um, he's white, dark hair, uh, black suit with uh, like the thin tie. Uh, and he's just kind of sitting there staring at the sky where you see that there's all these thick clouds appearing and all this wind blowing around. And there's another guy uh, who is an uh, uh, African-American guy. He's uh, really tall, looks kind of like a... <sighs> he's also wearing a suit, but it's kind of bad fitting, like like you would see in a, in a security guard or like an NBA player. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just get the sense of their enemy stand users based upon that and the fact that you've got the uh, menacing things going by them as you're approaching.
1: I only see these things when there's an enemy nearby. Okay.
0: Ugh. The Speedwagon Foundation said that we should just watch them and not do anything.
1: All right. Let's blend in. Um, so I'm currently doing like, uh, like I'm twirling on my finger doing handstands to blend in.
0: Okay. Uh, roll sneaky.
1: Alright, so my sneaky is three.
0: Okay, do it against two purple. See if you can get closer to them.
1: Okay. Um, is that the right dice to use? Or?
0: I'm sorry. it's So it would be um, three green against uh, two purple.
1: Okay. No yellow? Uh, correct. And... Yay! At least something uh,
0: happened. <laughs> uh, a one advantage. Okay, so they're going to cool. spot you, but... But? What positive thing do you want to have for that?
1: Um, okay, they're going to spot us. But um they see I have the unreleased Biggie album and they're pretty they're pretty like, oh wow.
0: <laughs> That's why they spotted you, your <laughs> unreleased yeah. Biggie album. All right. Yeah. So the the uh the African American man's like, hey, what you got there?
1: Uh, me? I I'm just uh I'm just enjoying looking at this uh music over here.
0: Oh, let me see that. Uh, well, the I... other guy's like, hey, uh I don't I don't think we should be doing that right now. This is not really the time Hey, it says Biggie on it. I love Biggie.
1: Biggie, I you know I just came to this country. I have no clue on who this man is. Would you like to start a, a casual conversation?
0: He's one of the best rappers to ever live and breathe, man. Let me see that. Really?
1: Really now? All right. Um, I hand him the Biggie album.
0: He's looking at it. I've never seen this before. Where'd you get this? A uh,
1: real exclusive stuff. I I have a, I got people, man. <laughs> you wouldn't believe.
0: Uh, uh, the other guy was leaning over, uh, John, John, we, we really shouldn't uh, focus on uh, the task at hand, but we're waiting for Harry, and then, and then we gotta, we gotta do the next, hey, I told you, I like Biggie, and that Brit's can, gonna get here when he gets here, and if he doesn't get here in the next two minutes, we're gonna start without him, alright, so just relax. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll stop.
1: Huh. Hmm.
0: <laughs> I, I
1: wonder. Okay, so, um, I want Belafonte to use his gelatin on John
0: like to trap him yeah okay so you can roll this for me it's going to be a sneaky attack because you're like i assume is like a uh so it's gonna be a yellow two green against um two purple okay and all right two oh, successes and a threat uh so here's what happens he sneaks up behind him and like go coconut <laughs> and seals up about he goes from head to toe so like uh like his top torso is covered in jello but then all of a sudden boom he's gone he's just gone and then he's about three feet behind you and then uh, a stand appears it is a peculiar looking stand it has um, it's about four feet tall it's got uh, it's blue with a mohawk it's got 1950s style Ray Charles glasses and its arms are crossed like over its chest Mm -hmm. and its legs are like a little too long and a little too muscly (laughs) <laughs> and it unleashes this vicious kick at you. Just boom! Like, really hard kick. And you go flying across the, the park. You hit the ground and tumble a few times. Uh, and then it turns around, wheels a kick into Coconut. Coconut flies to the side. And, of course, Belafonte goes flying with him. And he's like, I thought there was something peculiar about you too." enemy stand users.
1: You're the enemy stand user.
0: No, you are. Oh you. You're my enemy, and you're a Stand user.
1: Well, you're my enemy, and you're a Stand user. You nah, point at each other have...
0: like that one—that <laughs> scene in Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> I have you know, Harry ain't coming.
0: What do you mean, Harry isn't coming? Did you do something to him?
1: Uh, nothing except uh, beat him to a pulp.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, what do we do? What do we do, John? What do we do? Hey, hey, get a grip, man. You just start, all right? Just start. I'll take care of these two. And he goes, okay, okay, I'll start. Darude Sandstorm!
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: A stand that looks like an Egyptian mummy uh, with a pharaoh's headdress and golden gauntlets, glowing green eyes, appears behind him, and uh, the wind starts to accelerate much more quickly, and sand is gathering in the area, and visibility is rapidly declining. Uh, you get the hmm. sense that this stand is just gonna continue to build up this sandstorm over time if you don't stop it soon. Okay,
1: um... So, we're we gonna roll initiative? Uh, yeah, let's go do it. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, for initiative, I roll, um... It's quick. Okay. And just greens. Okay, so I have, a quick and two.
0: So, two... So, roll it and hit it twice so we can figure out who goes first oof 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 okay so they go they go first and you go first and then they go okay. I'm sorry yeah so um yeah they go first and then you go it's it's bad which makes sense though because uh the african american man his name is john coltrane his stand name is giant steps um, <laughs> this, is, this is a jazz joke <laughs> and uh giant steps takes a step toward you and then boof he's like behind you again and he's going to try to clobber you as hard as he can. He's got a forceful of three, which is bad for you. Um, I can imagine. And then he's going to do two purple. And oof, oof, my boy. OK, this is interesting. So it's a failure, two advantages, and a triumph, which means he actually doesn't hit you. But something awesome happens for him. Mm-hmm. So he appears behind you, his Giant Steps tries to kick you as hard as it can with his massive leg. What do you do to dodge it?
1: Um, I, um, I summon, like, an old, like, Revolution-era cannon out of the ground. And I basically (laughs) ride it up into the air.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, this cannon appears, he, uh, Giant Steps kicks the cannon, and unfortunately, because he did get a triumph, that cannon... Kareen's right into Belafonte <laughs> boom oh, no. uh, Bellafonte gets coconut up just in time to like throw up a jello shield uh, but he's still in bad shape so he's not dead he's not out of the fight but like, he's he's not happy about his situation that's for sure mm-hmm. um, the next turn this uh, sand user Rondo Brubeck is continuing to use Derude's standstorm in order to uh, increase its power. Uh, and that's his turn. So either you
1: or Belafonte, what do you want to do? Okay, so uh, the guy using Druid Sandstorm, he's on a statue right now, right? Yeah. And that statue, it, it has parts in the ground, yes?
0: Uh, yes, that's correct.
1: Foundation? All right, I want to try using that. I want to send him up 120 feet in the air.
0: Okay, that is very clever of you. So you can roll a clever.
1: Sweet. And that is uh, three green?
0: Uh, uh, one yellow, two green.
1: Okay. And because I really want this to work, I'm going to use a a token.
0: Okay, so then you're going to get rid of one green and turn it into a yellow. So you have two yellow and a green. Okay. Um, And I'm going to do this against... uh, So I'm going to flip one back. And it's going to be a red and a purple.
1: uh, Add a red and a purple?
0: Yeah. And... Two successes. Beautiful. So swoop! The statue just rockets... Or is it teleport or is it like fly up?
1: It's, uh, it's teleported.
0: Okay, so, whoops, whoop. so now um, Rondo Brubeck and his stand, uh, Darude Sandstorm, are now 120 feet in the air, standing on a statue, which is going to plummet back to the earth in just a moment. Uh, Belafonte.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Belafonte. Uh, what I want him to do is um, hmm. I want him to create a jello shield um, around himself.
0: Okay. That's a very careful action of him, so he's going to um, do careful, which is a yellow and a green, and um, how how hard do you want this, like, how powerful do you want this shield to be? Because basically, um, the more powerful you want it, the more difficult the check is. And the maximum number of purple dice you can have is, is four. Mm-hmm. Um, and Basically, the, the, the general rule of thumb for the odds on the system is that if you have more negative than positive, you're more likely to fail. So okay. 2 to 2 are even or fairly even odds. You have a slight advantage because you have a, a yellow. But mm-hmm. 3 to 2 suddenly makes it a lot more difficult. It's a lot riskier. And 4 to 2 would be extra risky.
1: Okay. I'd like to use a token.
0: Okay. So that so goes added... to 2 yellow.
1: Okay, so I have 1 green, 2 yellow, and... Uh...
0: Oh no, it's just two yellow. Because that uh, the greens okay. upgrade.
1: Okay. And so how many purples?
0: It's a, it's your choice. How how powerful do you want this jello shield to be?
1: I want it to be a pretty powerful jello shield.
0: Alright, give me um three purple then. And then okay. um I will give you a blue because um he's very motivated to want to protect himself. He just got kicked by a cannon. Okay. So it's gonna be two <laughs> yellow, a blue against three purple. Yes. And Ooh. Okay, failure, but an advantage. So he's not able to create a Jello shield uh, to his liking. He's still so dizzy from being kicked by a revolutionary war cannon. Uh, but okay. what? Something something positive happens here.
1: All right. Um, he at the very least um is able to create a Jello foundation underneath him.
0: Ah, very good. You have accidentally discovered something very important. so he creates uh, a meter wide uh like maybe half a foot thick jello platform underneath him mm-hmm. it is giant steps turn he is still interested in trying to hit you uh so can you do me a favor and roll um clever okay against uh two purple
1: okay so i have three in clever sets so three green
0: yeah three green against two purple all right three successes and a threat so with your uh, observation you notice that giant steps is basically able to not teleport but just move extremely quickly when the stands feet touch the ground uh mm-hmm. you deduce from that that he can also he can't attack and move at the same time since giant steps never uses its arms he can't walk while he's kicking he can't kick while he's walking make sense Yeah um the threat here is that uh he will get a blue to his attack um Ooh. because you're not as well guarded because uh, you're trying to watch his feet so it's going to be culture. here we go yellow and two green against two purple pow oh, three successes geez. So you take a really bad hit. Oh, I didn't really explain the health system, but basically like it's kind of striated levels instead of like an HP. So you were healthy a minute ago and now you're like minorly wounded. Okay. Um, so, you know, we get the up of the stand appears and then it goes like over and over and over again into uh, your stand's face in, in typical Jojo style, you fly backwards. Mm -hmm his two threats is that you get a blue to whatever counterattack you want to do okay um meanwhile the rude sandstorm is now 120 feet in the air so it's going to try to use his stand ability to keep him in the air so this is going to be uh very difficult i'm going to go ahead and say it's a red and two purple against two yellow two green uh two successes and an advantage so there's a huge upturn of, of wind and uh now he's just extra terrifying because he's floating in the sky on this <laughs> statue which is probably like a winged angel are there like people gathering, around like
1: god exists
0: yeah it's the second coming uh there's just this mild-mannered 50s looking white guy sitting on the edge going <laughs> and so uh, the
1: statue's just gonna be floating in the air now
0: For this turn, that he has used his turn to say to keep the the wind concentrated there. If he wants to keep doing it, he's gonna have to keep rolling it, okay? But it's your turn now, so
1: all right. Um, so I want to, um, all right, I want to run over to Belafonte, yeah. Um, so I'm over to Belafonte and I want to taunt this guy, I want to be as flashy as possible, I want to get him over here, okay? Great, um,
0: to. Two yellow, two green against um, one purple. It's against his careful stat, which is terrible. So go
1: ahead. Ooh. Uh,
0: three successes, three advantages. So how do you taunt him?
1: All right. So basically, um, I, I turn around my jacket. And I'm saying you can't handle this heat as I show the caliente off. <laughs> um, another advantage. I'm wondering if I can um, make that Belafonte, like thickening the... um. Uh, the uh jello um foundation.
0: Oh, you want to raise it up a little bit?
1: I want it to be like six feet deep.
0: Uh okay. Or so I, Yeah, that's
1: fine. So you're like you're working. slowly like rising up. No, no, like it's getting deeper underground.
0: <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. So he's like seeping the jello into the dirt. Yeah. Alright, got it. So he's going so coconut just going just punching the ground, pouring jello into it.
1: Yeah. And John Coltrane has no idea why he's doing that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's very confused. He doesn't seem to care, though, because he's just going to kick you. Um, And what he does is he takes... um, So Giant Steps takes a step, but it stops right before it gets to the jello. And then with your three advantages, what I'm going to say is what you quickly figure out is that Giant Steps can make him move at super speed, but only on the same plane he's currently existing on. So, if you're at any slightly different elevation, he can't travel to that using the super speed. He can only move at regular speed until he's on that plane with you. okay, so you're slightly raised above the ground until he steps on top of that. he can't use his his speed at all. He's basically okay. to take a regular
1: step. cool, cool, cool. and that was just my character's turn, right?
0: Yes, now it's Belafonte's actual turn.
1: <laughs> all right um, huh I want Belafonte to try and stand rush him all right. Um so I want to use a token for that one.
0: Okay, so it's gonna be a green and a yellow against uh two purple. Oh success. Yay! Go 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 go! And uh Belafonte focuses his attacks on Coltrane's face to try to fill up his mouth and orifices with jello. He can't breathe for a second, and he's minorly wounded. Alright. Coltrane's turn. Um he steps onto the jello platform and is going to return his attack onto uh, Belafonte. Oof, that's not great. Oh God! <laughs> Five successes and a threat. So it's just... <sighs> um, Belafonte would be probably going from minor injury to uh, major injury at this point. He's really not looking good. He, he does a traditional Jojo coughing up of the blood. Mm-hmm. And
1: does he fly off where we're standing?
0: I think so. I think he, like, flies into a tree. Boom. Uh, The threat is that you're going to get a blue to whatever action you want to take next. Okay. Um, So don't forget about that, because I tend to forget about those. Alright, and for Darude? Um, So Darude Sandstorm is going to just continue focusing on what it's doing, so it's going to just try to float there a little longer. That's going to be two yellow, two green against three purple. See if he can maintain that. He can. So he's he's just he's chilling up there. And the sandstorm's getting more and more powerful by every turn. Mm.
1: Um dang. Alright, so um so uh big step is um on the same platform as I am, right? Yes, you're on the same. you're on the same platform right now, yeah. Alright. So what I wanna do is that I'm gonna jump off and I'm I'm gonna jump off and I wanna use my stand to lift that all the way up in the air. Um so it will fall oh, the back Vigello.
0: down. And- yeah. Okay, do it. That is another
1: so, clever. All right, so that's three green.
0: Uh yellow, a uh, yellow, two green and then uh two purple.
1: Um two purple and I have my blue.
0: Yes, perfect. Oof, another interesting roll. It's a failure, four advantages and a triumph. <laughs> uh which means you are not going to lift him into the air, but something awesome happens. Something awesome I mean, I for want- you.
1: I mean, I wanted to lift the Jello up into the air so it falls back down on him.
0: Yeah, that's not happening, so... Okay. Um, what equally awesome thing do you want to have happen instead?
1: Huh. Can Darude, <laughs> Uh, I, I can't just make Darude lose focus. Uh, can I?
0: Okay, yeah, that's good. So, um, the, your, your Jell-O teleports, and you're hoping it'll fall back down, but there's too much wind going on, and it gets sucked into the, the cyclone. But, of course, uh, Darude Sandstorm is not expecting a cube of jello to appear, and it slams into him. He's like, oh, gross, who likes lime? <laughs> his concentration falters, <laughs> and now he's plummeting toward the ground.
1: <laughs> Yay. Uh, it's Belafonte's turn. All right, um, Belafonte, I want him to, hmm, I want him to try to create another Jell-O shield.
0: All right, So And... Yellow and a green against. I'm gonna do two purple, try to be. no nope, two threats. He's just sitting there coughing up blood. Okay. <laughs> well, really, really not doing great. Um, I'm gonna flip a couple of dark side points here. Oh. Um, first is that the, the damage to the city is getting worse and worse. It's starting to attract more and more attention. Police are showing up. They're confused, they're not sure how to get in through the, the sandstorm. Second dark side point is gonna be that your visibility is pretty greatly reduced to about short range. So you can still see Coltrane. You can't really see what's going on with uh Rondo Rubek and his and uh the rude sandstorm. Okay. Um it is um Oh, it's your turn. That's right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Huh. I wanna try and pull up, if I can, any kind of like underground, um I wanna say like Hmm. I want to try to pull up another like underground cannon, um, mm-hmm. but on top of uh, you know John, and I'll use a co- I'll use a token.
0: Okay. So that'll be a clever. So you're gonna use two yellow and a green, uh, two purple. Okay. Woo! All right, three successes and a uh, advantage. And so he's like, "Why are you trying to stop this? New York City is a hellhole." needs to be purged from the earth and started
1: over or maybe just abandoned for it for good i don't know man i'm thinking to face a place with such a rich history and that's when it falls on (laughs) slam
0: oh so he goes from minor injury to major injury at this point (laughs) uh he's still not quite dead like he's he's smooshed down under the cannon he's coughing up blood uh giant sept appears and kicks off the cannon right away um he's like you know what I respect your ingenuity, but it's not going to be enough to defend against my stand.
1: It's not ingenuity. It's just a stupid stand I have to learn to live with.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is going to try to kick you. Um, Do you want to Mm -hmm. do anything to defend at this point? I'd like to. I'm gonna leave him in black because he's uh he's uh injured. What would what would you think be the what would you try to do in in like a split second maneuver?
1: Um, I want to pull up like um an old um. So I have okay. What can I have fall? I want to have a tree fall from the ground. Okay. I want to have a tree like near me like lifted up and it's falling down but like sideways. So okay, it'll great. either hit him or create a perfect wall between us.
0: Great. Uh, what's your clever rating? Three? Yeah. Okay. So maybe you... Uh, it's two yellow and a green. Actually, I'm going to upgrade the three yellow using a dark side point. So three yellow against two purple, a red, and a black. Oh, he still hits you. Damn, huh. he's just determined. So he... It, giant steps, kicks through the tree, and goes kick, 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 boom. Kicks you again hard.
1: You're now at, like, moderate injury. Mm-hmm um and um this is um this is a uh, Bellfonte's turn uh yes all right so uh another more jello underground
0: okay more underground how, much? Jello. how much
1: as much as he can all right here we go uh
0: this is a simple task let's just see let's just roll it uh okay two advantages so yeah it's like a ton of jello. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Sandstorm just continues to get stronger.
1: It's your turn. I mean, he lost his concentration, didn't he?
0: Yeah, but he's gonna use his turn basically to, like, get it back going.
1: Okay. Okay. And so now it's John's turn.
0: No, it's your turn. He just kicked you. Oh, okay.
1: Well, um, I, I want to make a sprint towards, uh, Belafonte. Okay, you do that. You know, get back on top of the, uh, the good old Jello platform. Okay. And, uh. Once again, I'm trying the little taunt game.
0: Okay. (laughs) Belafonte looks at you and he's like, Hey, Mon, why do you think they didn't bring, like, a sand user that could punch things or, I don't know, set something on fire?
1: Because we don't choose what kind of stands we get, Belafonte. You choose to make gelatin?
0: No, but why did the Speedwagon Foundation bring us here? Because they're cheap. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh... Are you basically trying to uh, replicate the same move you, you did earlier? Essentially. Okay. Roll flashy, two yellow, two green against
1: uh, one purple. Okay. And that is a success. Two successes with an advantage.
0: All right. So this time, uh, your move works a little bit better, although you're not quite sure why. Giant Steps leaps forward, has to take the step. You teleport the jello into the sky at your lowest Uh, level which is 60 feet of course when you do that the platform you're standing on is gone so you're on the same plane and so part of you goes I shouldn't have done that because now giant steps can move quickly but it doesn't for some reason it just stands there while it gets clobbered with a big glob of jello that's about uh, six feet deep (laughs) Um, I'm going to say this is enough to take uh, Mr. Coltrane out no longer continue to fight
1: yeah I wanted to encapsulate him in jello
0: yeah, he's just disoriented and drowning in jello and he's getting tired and he can't really see straight and now uh you've just got rude Sandstorm to to handle. Finally,
1: I take like a little bite out of the jello cuz I'm a little hungry.
0: Oh yeah, it's good. I mean, it's like I mean, jello's not great ever, but like <laughs> it's the best quality jello you
1: could imagine. Mm, you should probably make a business out of this Belafonte.
0: Oh man, I'm so sick of eating jello. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, business doesn't mean you have to be the one eating it, oh. my man.
0: Oh yeah, I should sell it. You,
1: you got this uh, thing going on. Yeah, we, I maybe maybe we're good partners.
0: Yeah, it would be better than the the job I have right now, which is making snow
1: cones. <laughs> you can make Jello, and your job is making snow cones. Yeah, I didn't really put
0: those two things together.
1: I, you know what? We have a sandstorm to take care of. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh I want to run over to beneath where um, Derude Sandstorm is.
0: Yeah, so he's uh standing there, where he's still sitting there. He's sitting on a bench, <laughs> uh, just, just up in the bench. sky. No, no. Park just on the ground. Park bench on the ground. Oh, okay. and he looks kind of bored, and uh, the mummy is still like being spooky and punching at the air and creating the sandstorm, looking all awesome. And the user is just kind of sitting there.
1: All right. Um. He seems like an easily spookable guy. So what I want to do is that I want to drop corpses on him.
0: All right. Uh. That's flashy as all get out. So give me two yellow, two green, two purple.
1: Uh. Two purple. Yeah. All right. So flashy. That's my four. And so two purple and uh what are the other dice for me
0: two yellow two green all
1: right so
0: oh yeah ooh. success two advantages so right, corpses so. are flying from the sky hitting the ground probably some of these bodies are like murders that have never been solved
1: <laughs> yeah there's some with like <laughs> like cement shoes
0: yeah <laughs> like hmm uh, police are gonna have a fun time dealing with this later uh <laughs> your two advantages are
1: uh, my two advantages are um he's spooked because one of them falls, like, directly on him. Um, and the second advantage is... Uh, the park bench that he's on tips over to the back.
0: Okay, perfect. So he's spooked, he tips over his park bench, he's like, ah! Um, he bonks his head a little bit, his concentration falters, uh, Darude Sandstorm vanishes for a second, and the wind starts to die down. Um, and, uh, as he gets up, he gets up, and he, like, takes a little fighting stance, he's like, yeah, Whatever your, your stand ability is, it's, it's not going to be enough. Have you seen that? All that sand, all that wind. That's just me trying to make it as large area as possible. I can concentrate all of that into a single blast. I'll have you sand blasted down into nothing in no time. You still want to fight me? I'm getting
1: paid, man.
0: <laughs> well, so be it. He starts to run at you. Um, but then you notice something odd. He trips. Then, of course, you remember that there was a park bench that just fell over, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not there anymore. But he still trips. And he tumbles over and he hits the ground pretty hard. Um, his glasses break. His nose is bleeding. It's like, what the? And then you just, like, you see him get picked up and then punch, 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 punch. punch. And you just hear, and he falls over. And then, phew. A ten-year-old Japanese girl uh, appears in the middle of the, 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 uh, the oh, scene. Oh, I know who this is. <laughs> and uh, Bella Ponda goes, Ah, oh, there she is! I was wondering when you were going to show up. And who is she? My name is Shizuka Joestar. But you can call me JoJo. She poses. I...
1: You don't have a second Jo in your name.
0: Yeah, but if you take part of my name in Japanese and you re-translate it, you can pronounce it as Jo- You know what? I don't want to explain it to you. Okay. Um,
1: Can you help us? I, I, think, I, just, he...
0: I think I just did. <laughs> he's a uh, he's
1: unconscious. He's out now. We're good. Yes, we're good. Thank you. Say so, so your last name's Joe Star, right?
0: Yeah, my dad's kind of a
1: big deal. So Joe Stars and the Speedwagon Foundation are pretty connected. You here with our paychecks? <sighs>
0: As the camera pans up from Central Park, uh, we conclude another bizarre adventure. <laughs> That's the end!
1: Hooray! Uh, what'd you think? Well, it was pretty fun. Um, I really like to come up with different ways to use Jell-O. Yeah, you did um,
0: better with that than I thought you would. I felt kind of mean doing it. I'm like, I'm gonna give him Jell-O. But I couldn't help it. I had that song stuck in my head. I'm like, this is too good.
1: I gotta I gotta do it. I, I love the stand users who made the stands, especially. Um, <laughs> one direction.
0: One direction. I thought of one direction. I'm like, what can I do with that? Just, I guess they walk in one direction. All right, here that we was, go.
1: That was great. That was great.
0: Uh well thanks for coming on. Um if you want thanks. to check out our show where we talk about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Ad Nauseum, um, it's at anchor.fm slash no dignity uh what's the rest of our stuff i forget
1: okay well there is a uh, twitter at no dignity pod there is an instagram at no underscore dignity underscore podcast uh you can find me on instagram at asquidv and uh on twitter is squid tv i make my own stuff on the side on my youtube channel asquidv there's a lot of squid going on i know
0: yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, check check that out if you're interested. Uh, just a note to parents, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is not necessarily kid-friendly, so um, be use your best judgment. Do your own research. Make your own decisions. Judgment! <laughs> That's a good is joke it? for some of you. That's a JoJo reference. That's a JoJo reference. Um, okay, uh, you know, for us, you know the deal. At SoulZeroChris, SoulZeroPodcast.com Patreon.com slash Zero. Blah, 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 blah. Um, hope you've enjoyed this interlude episode. Let us know what you thought, especially if you enjoyed the Fate conversion. I thought it worked pretty good. Um, and if you want my write-up as bad as it is, um, just let me know and I'll send that off to you. And <laughs> until next time, usually I say it may the Force be with you, but what's a better uh, JoJo way of saying goodbye? Um,
1: Bye, Angelo. Bye, Angelo.